This is the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, January 4th. So how was your game last night, Corey? Bam, 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 bam. Um, uh, good. So it was, it was actually really funny. Uh, game had to start early because of the weather, right? We had some games around the area get postponed even. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one was moved up because of the weather. And I heard uh, uh, the Rothsay head coach, Anita Heyer, before the game say, with good conditions, it's about a 90-minute drive from Rothsay to Staples. Okay. It took them over two hours to get there. Oh. And then they had to drive home. It was definitely worse after the game. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm I'm glad they were able to move it up and still get the game in. I mean, it has been it had been a month almost since Staples motley had last played and i mean i'm seeing i've seen other things too on uh, scrolling through social media about like it's been three three weeks four weeks for a lot of teams since they've had the opportunity to play right and whatever practice is all fine and dandy but sometimes you can't learn what needs to be fixed without playing a game yeah and it's and plus it's just more fun right it's just more fun to play games so Hopefully now we can get into it. Hopefully let's let's get this let's get this show on the road, you know? Yeah. Rothsay ended up winning fifty six to forty. That seems right. I don't remember. That's They're right. fun. They're fun. That's a fun team to watch, so good job them. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for an assessment? That's a it's a great assessment. They won, good job. They won. Good job. Hey, by the way, uh, I didn't get a chance to talk with you about this off-air, but last night I did catch uh, in town last night the Wadena-Deer Creek-Henning girls basketball game. Okay. Nice little park region conference uh, clash. Two teams that should be up there by the end of the year uh, in the conference. And uh, I thought uh, based on kind of watching, I've watched both teams kind of in separate games so far this season, I thought it was a pretty good uh, game for Henning. I thought they came out right away and got out to an early lead. They established a nice little pace. Uh, both teams did play with the shot clock yesterday, so that also uh, having an impact on the game. Uh, Wadena just the shots that they normally hit, the shots that they want to fall, uh, didn't really didn't really fall for them in the first half. I think when the first half was all said and done, I think they scored maybe twenty one points, and I think. Uh, uh, Maddie Carson had 10 of them or some, something along those lines. So they just didn't quite get the shots that they wanted to fall. But Henning did a nice job getting out in front. They did really well on the boards um, and, and uh, capitalized. So Henning got the win against the Wolverines last night in girls basketball. Puts them in nice position in the Park Region Conference going forward. Cool. So there you go. There's our girls basketball action for the day. Way to go, everyone. Way to go, everyone involved. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yesterday... Last night, at some point before right now, sure, we found out that the Vikings had to put Brian O'Neill, which is real bad, and Austin Schlotman. Is that how you say it? Schlotman. 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 Who cares? He's Schlotman going. Schlotman sounds like a like a beer. <laughs> yeah, hand me one of them Schlotmans. <laughs> no, nah, I can't have that. Give me the schlotty lights. Uh, uh, they go on the on the injured reserve. Mm-hmm. Now, this is problematic for a bunch of reasons. One, because Schlotman is the backup center, and we we have a we don't we don't officially have a timetable for Garrett Bradbury's return. No, it, even though it will probably be the first round playoff game. 
probably, but like it's not a guarantee. So like there Correct. is a chance that like Kirk Cousins has Chris Reed as his center end. Yes. And then uh it's 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 worse potentially because they were already kind of weak up the middle, and now with Brian O'Neill out, uh, they get Ole Turnstile Udo in at right tackle, which is going to be a problem. O'Neill was like... Uh, He's well, a top O'Neal, 10 right yeah, tackle in football. And and O'Neill and Derisaw both are like, if you believe in the PFF stuff, or like top 10 linemen. Like mm-hmm. both of them, the uh, top ten ranked linemen in the entire league. So that's a huge problem. Yeah, it's a huge problem to have him out. It it's arguably a bigger problem than losing your backup center, but losing your backup center is is a real real issue. So, um, it is maybe the first time, and I can't even believe I'm saying this because this Vikings team has been so weird all season long. I've been very proud of us because we've been talking about this since like week two about this team, how weird they are, how fun of a season it is. I want to make this very clear. The season has been awesome. Uh, Their record indicates nothing different than being a really, really fun Vikings football season. Mm -hmm. Doesn't change the fact that it's been freaking weird. Very weird. And this is the first time that I'm, re- I've really been like, oh boy, this is this makes me nervous. This O'Neill thing especially makes me nervous. Like, yeah. it's, it feels like it's coming to a head. There've been a lot of injuries defensively, whatever. Um, this was the first time where I feel like it's starting to like pile on at the worst. It's at the worst and time. It's at the worst possible moment. So I'm gonna throw five things at you. Okay. And I want you to rank them. F- uh. In order of, uh, in reverse order of, of what makes you nervous. Okay. So from least nervous to most nervous, and feel free to clarify along the way. All right. Sure. I'll just give you the five things that will make you nervous as the Vikings prepare for a playoff run. Okay. Let's do it. The five things are first-year head coach Kevin O'Connell, and just the blues that coming of being a first-year head coach mm-hmm. in the NFL and and just just situational things that he, he doesn't have experience handling. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. Do I need a disclaimer or everything? It's not what I'm saying. I like him. I think he does a good job. But there's just some things that come with being a first-year head coach that um, you don't know till you get there kind of a deal. Um, the defense being bad. That's been a consistent. Yeah. <laughs> um, f- making field goals and extra points. Cooking that little round Arnold head through the uprights. Um, offensive line health and an inconsistent offense. All right. So they've all reared their heads at some point during the season. They're not necessarily themes. They're just things that have made they've made themselves known throughout this entire year. Maybe all year, maybe early, maybe late, whatever. So I'm gonna go with inconsistent offense is the thing I'm least nervous about because when they've shown that they can click and they find the right times typically to click. So, I mean, inconsistent offense maybe gets paired with the offensive line, but I think if you're just talking about the skill position guys and, like, what they're able to do, uh, I think they are able – 
they're inconsistent for sure. There's way too many three and outs for an offense that can put up a decent amount of points in a game, or at least an above average amount of points. So that's my least concerning thing. I agree with you, and like you said, I, I think it's probably tied to another thing that's just is going to, we now know, will be higher on the list. So the second one, I think, is Kevin O'Connell as a first-year head coach. Sure. And and that one has, now look, I'm a little bit more, I had to think about this one a little bit more after last week. I think after the whole debacle with the cleats in Green Bay, like, just a seriously unprepared football team. Like, the way that everybody had to change cleats at halftime when you were there for four hours before on the field. Yeah. How did you not do that? Now, I know the Vikings told their guys to switch, like, suggested it, but you're the head coach, man. Like, say, guys, you need to get these cleats on now. Like, they were slipping and sliding, missed tackles, wide receivers were falling on the ground. It was embarrassing. Embarrassing. And the Packers didn't have a problem with it at all. So, also, what a dump. Yeah. That they were playing on. Like, what? God bless Lambeau Field. I would love to see a game at Lambeau. It's one of my tar- it's one of my bucket list venues to right? go see. I would love it. What a dump. Two things can be true at once. The field was a dump, and it also didn't impact the Packers. So, like, there's not... You can't, like... I don't know. You, you can't blame... Like, and Soldier Field will be much better, I'm sure. Right? Yeah, which is oh, why like you should... Re- <laughs> which is why Kirk Cousins should maybe not play on You Sunday. should just duct tape tridents to the bottom of your feet. That's what you're gonna- <laughs> <laughs> Aerate the field while you're at it. All right, sorry. Go ahead. So that's option... So that's thing number two. I agree. By the way, tied, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, tied together. Inconsistent offense and KLC. Like, those... Yeah. He's calling the plays. Those two things go together not saying he's bad. I'm saying there's just some first-year blues that happen, and that's okay. Now, my next one is field goal kicking, extra point kicking of the yep. Arnold shape to football. Uh, is there, like, a, a jump here? Because there would be for me. Like, Yeah, I think, like, these ones are, like, I'm nervous about the inconsistent offense. I've been all season. I'm nervous about, like, KOC's a first-year head coach. Now, that's, like, in the bottom tier. In the middle, in, like, a tier above its own is missing field goals because Greg Joseph showed indoors he can drill a 61-yard field goal. He also showed out of doors in a road playoff game. He has a bit of issues, and we know Greg Joseph has been consistently inconsistent. That could show up. He could miss a chip shot at U.S. Bank Stadium, so it's not a guarantee. So that one ner- makes me a little bit nervous a little bit more. And then jumping up into the second one is the is the bad defense. And, and that is, we've known that all season long, that the defense has been bad. The team has generally found ways to overcome it. And even you saw against the Packers in Lambeau, if Kirk Cousins doesn't throw a pick six, if there's not a kick return for a touchdown, there's a couple different things that maybe make the game a little bit closer. But like... The defense initially did get you a couple stops from the Packers, whether it was a punt, whether it was a fourth down stop in the red zone. Like, they can make you enough. They're bad. They're bad. Like, they give up a ton of yards. They give up a lot more points than they should. Mm -hmm. But, like, you figured out ways to win in spite of them already. So they're bad enough in the playoffs against good quarterbacks to be a problem. So, like, they're in their own tier on their own above Uh of the missed field goal issues. So uh, uh, to add on to that, the the missed field goals, the missed PAT thing, um, it it feels like in a vacuum. Now Joseph had been good leading up into this Packer game. It was like mm-hmm. twenty straight kicks. Or I something said going like into that. that game when he lined up for the first field goal that some things like the him drilling a sixty one yarder, some things were about to even out with yeah, the and, Greg Joseph and, scale. But also, but also. I want to be, I think, perfectly reasonable about this to use a comparison. Sometimes, like in baseball, 
we'll use the Twins. Twins like to complain about who's at the bottom of the order. Twins fans do. Mm-hmm. And then they forget that everybody has seven, eight, nine hitters who struggle. Yeah. Like it's in a in in your own little silo of being of Twins fandom, you forget that um you know, even like the New York Mets are going to be weak at the bottom of the order. They just are. Now, they're not going to be as weak probably as the Twins coming in. But you understand, right? Like there's a reason why someone is a nine hitter mm-hmm. because they're not as strong as someone who's a three hitter. That's just how it works. Everybody's got a nine. Um, I do think most of the kicking in general leaves a little meat on the bone. Unless like, you Unless you have Justin Tucker. For the Baltimore Ravens, yes. you're not you're not confident in your kicking game. I I wouldn't say confident is the. It's just in. It's just not as good as it like it. It feels like it's not as good as it used to be, before they moved the PATs back and narrowed the goalposts and all that stuff. So these are things that like it's ner- it's it's ner- I would argue it doesn't make me that nervous because you just know that there's going to be like a miskicked or a miskick or two every week, every other week, like probably every two weeks you're going to average a kick and a half missed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the other, and then to move to the defense being bad, um, they have been bad all season, like you talked about, and they've learned how to win despite it. And I don't know if this is true. And this is just how I feel inside the pit of my belly. Man, they turn the other team over a bunch. They just, defense special teams finds ways to give this offense the football at opportune moments. Is that reliable? I don't know. But it has been for 16 games so far this this season. They have been, with beyond a shadow of a doubt, they will turn the other team over. They just always do. Now mm-hmm. they give up 437 yards on average. And when you get to the playoffs, a lot the quarterbacks are a lot more turnover averse. They get better and better each round. You're going to play a better quarterback each round. So, at but at least there is that. Like yeah. when they turn the other team over, that's that's a good good recipe. I don't know if it's more than normal, less than normal. It feels like more this year. And then the final point is the offensive line. And I think if you have an injury, like you said, if Austin Schlotman is Schlotman, whatever, uh, Schlotty Light is out for the rest of the season, that it stinks. Like it stinks. You got to go to a third string center. Maybe you got until Garrett Bradbury gets back. But you can kind of live with that because Garrett Bradbury is an improvement, but he's not. Yeah, he's not uh, he's not Mick Tinglehoff at there. So like he's a he's at he's at best a starter, which yeah, he is. Yeah, he's at best an average he's starter. He's at worst a regular backup for every team in the entire league. Mm-hmm. He's not a third string. Like, and the most important thing is he has the rapport with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, which like as we learned in this game, the center issue threw them off the entire game. Like, oh, yeah. like they were just there were so many false starts. There was one time Kirk Cousins was clapping his hands for about five seconds, and uh-huh. the guy wouldn't give him the ball. So I mean, now look, a home playoff game that makes it a little bit easier if you have to play with him in that situation because it'll be more quiet than it would be on the road in Lambeau. But I think that's its own thing. But then losing Brian O'Neill, an All Pro right tackle, a top five right tackle in football. I mean, with like you said, turnstile Oli Udo, failed guard Oli Udo. <laughs> like I, I mean, there's just that one's going to be tough. And if you do play the New York Giants, they got some pass rushers, and they 
are all going to avoid Christian Derrisson as for Cleveland, and they're just going to attack the right side of that offensive line. And, and we know they're going to be unafraid to make snow angels in the turf when they murder the opposing team's quarterback. Yeah, when Nick did Foles you see that Nick Foles riding and writhing in pain after a sack, and he's just sitting there making snow angels. <laughs> now, granted, he probably had no idea that. Not was a happening. great look, though. <laughs> no, not a great look at all. But you know, uh. gosh. So, any I, those are all. I agree. By the way, I think I agree with your order. I have no counterpoints to any of it and um, I also like I don't want to make this be like well the Vikings there's just not gonna I'm not a guy who thinks they're gonna get beat by 60 in the first round of the playoffs no this is really fun and I I have really enjoyed watching this team this year and will continue to do so and I swear to God no matter what happens because it's just been a wild weird crazy season I really enjoy watching them these are just things that have reared their head throughout the season and um, I think there are things worth noting as the playoffs approach. Yeah, nothing surprises us about this season at all. Not a single thing. They could lose, like, they've lost by 40, they've lost by whatever. Like, that's. If they at- win the Super Bowl and be like, God, what a weird year. <laughs> exactly. Like, nothing about this year makes sense. So, uh, I mean, they could lose by. They could lose by 10 in the first round. They could lose by 30. They could win by. Three, like nothing, nothing surprises us with the Minnesota Vikings this year. So there you go. We're still pretty nervous, but not as nervous as maybe we should be. I don't know. Either way, this has been the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, January 4th. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.